there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Steve Rimland. In another interview you gave, and in fact, it was to Thrive Loud's Lou Diamond, you shared a story and you shared it during our espresso shots. And I'm going to ask you to share it one more time about what your first music composition teacher taught you, that there are only 12 notes. There are only 12 notes. That's what he taught me. And there's only 12 notes. And it's all how you combine them and arrange them. And that's it. And it's the same that goes for life. Everything is built on top of something else. And you just have to find that and transform that a little bit. Add a couple extra pieces and make it your own. I think that is so true. And as I listen to you, Steve, I am thinking about the way that the careers of so many of the hundreds of people I've interviewed have unfolded. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone next year. Who would have guessed this time in 2019 that a few months later we were going to have this virus nobody had ever heard of before that was confining us to our homes such that we wouldn't be able to share Thanksgiving, even with extended family? Who would have known the way that our lives unfold and our careers is iterative. It's improv. I love that you said that. (laughs) You're actually, what you said in the other interview too, is, uh, you know, you're riffing on life, right? But at the same time, we have to trust life. We have to trust life and where it's guiding us. And really the only thing we have the choice in. So everyone talks like this was a failure. That was a failure sometimes. People call it to people's names and say, you're a failure. They're looking at it the whole wrong way, right? It's not up to you, right? A lot of things aren't up to you. You know, you ask people in commercial real estate that were buying up buildings right before the pandemic, you know, how they feel today with all their office space or, you know, people that built Hudson Yards in New York City, which is a fabulous place, totally empty today, right? Who could predict this stuff? Everything, you don't have control of whether something's going to be successful or not. Yes, you need to work hard at it. Yes, you need to give it, you know, a thousand percent for it to have the chance to be successful. But whether it's successful or not, whether it's a song, whether it's a company, whether it's a product, you have no idea. And that only comes through the blessing of life. I call it God. Some people call it an energy. Some people call it karma. Whatever you want to call it, it's fine. But realize that it's not you, that you are just the person carrying it out, if it's going to be successful or not, is not up to you. So 
then what happens, right? So something's not as successful as you thought or something didn't take off. The question that you need to ask in your mind at that point, and unfortunately I've been able to ask that question many times or too many to count, what could I learn from this? And once you get into that mindset of when something doesn't work, what can I learn from this? It takes on a whole new life of its own because then you're going to get that chance to go back and do it again and again if that's what you decide to do. But you can get it right. You can get it where it gets adopted, that things just start to take off. And that's really, I think you said it, is the magic in life, is that you know you can't control anything if it's going to be successful or not. All you can control, and that's what Viktor Frankl's book speaks about, A Man's Search for Meaning, which is a must-read for everybody, is your reactions and choices that you make. You can't convince someone to love you. You can't convince someone to do anything, really. You can't force someone to do anything. It's you. And everything is you. And when you realize that, your whole world is going to change for the better. You're going to get more at peace with yourself, with everything else around you. I want to bottle that. And my friends, that is what you call a growth mindset. I'm going to throw another book at you. Dr. Carol Dweck, her book, Mindset, is a must read. If you learn to adopt a growth mindset in which everything is about learning and iterating and continuing to adapt and pivot, you're going to crush it. You will absolutely crush your professional life and you will crush your personal life. That doesn't mean to say that shitty things won't happen. Yeah, they will, but you'll be able to move forward. You'll learn from what's happened and you'll take Let me give you a great example of this from one of the greatest minds that I was able to meet and a brilliant thinker. And I'll just give you a quick example of something that happened and where someone took the idea and it took off into a huge product that everybody knows. So I was fortunate when I was working with Jimmy Iovine and Steve Berman and Interscope Records to be part of a meeting with Steve Jobs. And what happened was that Steve Berman, who was the marketing head and my boss at Interscope Records, had this idea that he blurted out to Steve Jobs, you know, at the end of a meeting. And he said, Steve, I think it would be great to make colored headphones. And with that, Steve Jobs looked up and he said, and there was silence for like two minutes. And then he says to Steve Berman, it's a horrible idea. I envision a, a society of everyone walking around with white earbuds. So that was that he felt about you know, two inches tall. Here's his big idea that he was giving to the founder and creative mind behind Apple. And next day, Jimmy Ivins, who also heard that, sees Dr. Dre jogging up the beach in California in Malibu. And Dr. Dre wants to start a sneaker company. And he said, let's start a headphone company. And they called it Beats. And Steve Berman got his colored headphones. (laughs) Not only that, Apple ended up when uh, Tim Cook bought Beats. They later bought it back, not mainly for the headphones, but also for Jimmy 
and uh, Trent Reznor that were running Beats Music as well for $3.2 billion. So yes, the world did want colored headphones. And at the time, Beats were you know, the most popular headphone. I mean, Jimmy and Steve were marketing geniuses. And they created and evolved the headphone to become a whole industry in, in, in and of itself. What a great So story. never give up on you. Never give up on your passion. I mean, you have to have the passion for something to be able to stay in it because you get tested, right? Everybody gets tested in life and you're going to get tested. Whatever you start, something's going to push on you that 50 people are going to tell you it's going to fail. People aren't going to like your idea. What you've spoken about, even with time for coffee and things that we've spoken about, don't listen to the noise. Believe in yourself. Listen to what you feel. That's never going to take you off stray. I mean, half people's lives spend their time listening to people that tell them this and tell them that. Why? I, I never got that. And, and I never even got that when I was doing music, right? I played classical music. I studied with some of the greatest minds in the world. And I was fortunate to be able to do that. But that really taught me about life. I mean, don't listen to what other people tell you is not going to work. Do what you feel. Do what you're passionate about. You'll always get there. You've got to yes. have that lightning in a bottle. That lightning in the bottle has to ignite you. I mean, if you look at Edison and what did Thomas Edison say? I learned 100 or 200 ways, you know, not to invent the light bulb. <laughs> he didn't look at it like every time he learned was a failure. He said, I learned 200 ways on how not to create that light bulb, right? It might have been 210, but he never gave up. He believed in it. And that's what happens in life. You know, your parents are going to tell you, be that. Your friends are going to tell you, oh, you're never going to do that and you're never going to make money at it. When I was going to go to music school, you know, I remember my parents looking at me and saying, how are you going to support yourself after? And I said to them, I'm going to figure it out. And I did. And that's what you got to do. If you're passionate about something, you're going to do it and you're going to change the world. And if you listen to Steve Jobs' commencement speech, you know, it's like, how do you find your passion? And that, that's actually the bigger question, right? Yes, you know, How do you find what your passion is exactly. about? A lot of people, first of all, you got to understand who you are to find what you're passionate about. So who you are, you know, do you think you just get up every day mm-hmm. and you get up because you just get up? No. I mean, there's, there's, there's God. You are a piece of God, right? You have a soul. Realize that you're sacred. Realize that you count. Everyone's important. Everyone from anywhere is important. It's not, well, this guy's a janitor and this guy's a plumber. This guy's a renowned surgeon. Okay. That's what you do, right? It's not who you are, but it's what kind of doctor are you? What kind of plumber are you? Are you compassionate? Do you have empathy? Are you nasty? I mean, what kind of person are you? So first you got to get to that place. And people really have to understand the assets that they have inside of them. Yes, you know your faults, but it's a bigger problem if you don't know the assets that you have to be able to inspire and motivate others. So find those assets that you have with yourself. You're unique. You have some kind of talent. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this universe. You have something to give right? Everyone has something to give. Everyone is creative. Everyone wants to be creative. Just do it. And 
then don't listen to the outside noise. You know, I always say what other people think of me is none of my business. You know, I'm trying to do the best I can, right? Yes. Do I make mistakes? Thousand percent. Who doesn't? But don't get bogged down on them. You got to keep moving and then fix it later. You know, it's no time to try to fix mistakes when you're struggling and you've hurt this person and stuff like that. Just keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. That That's what a lot of people do. They look in the rear view mirror their whole life. If I would have done this, if I would have done that, that would have been different. That would have been this guy's fault. That's what, it's your fault. No one's saying to you, stay stuck. No one's saying to you, you need to do this. You need to do that. Get out. Find that passion. And how do we find that passion? Whatever moves you, whatever you're moved to do, and whatever that you want to wake up every day, and I can't do anything but this. That's what your mission and your purpose in your life is and go after that. Beautiful. And if you don't know where your God-given gifts are, somebody by the name of Dr. Howard Gardner, who's a Harvard psychologist, developed what he calls, it's it's sort of the anti-IQ exam. So he's the guy who 40 years ago said the IQ test, the so-called intelligence test is too narrow. We all have gifts. We all have things that come easily to us. And so often we dismiss them because they come so easily to us. And we think that everybody can do it, but they can't. And he developed eight types of intelligences, whether it's clearly what Steve, one of his many gifts being in music, or maybe it's dance, or maybe it's communication, or maybe it's your ability to connect with people, intrapersonal or interpersonal. So check out Dr. Howard Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R, and that can begin to show you, kind of lean into your gifts, combine it with your interests, and that's a good place to start. So Steve, that was just unbelievable. I want to flashback very quickly to when you were in college at Eastman getting your bachelor's in music. Just (laughs) very, very quickly. Did you know, your parents are asking you, did you know what you were going to do with that degree when you graduated? Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.